Today's episode of Winging It on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by State Farm. Just like basketball, the game of life is unpredictable. Talk to a State Farm agent and get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Vince, what is the most unpredictable thing that you've seen in, we'll say, basketball this past couple of weeks? Us beating the San Antonio Spurs on their home court. I mean, it's just, you, I mean, I'm probably repeating myself, but when you look at our record, their record at home historically, they're tough to beat. And we gave our, we, we didn't give ourselves a chance to, to win in the third quarter, and we found a way um, with some talented young guys that we have, and pulled it off and I'm sure the basketball guys looked after us but I can imagine what Las Vegas was was thinking like what are you guys doing yeah (laughs) and it's crazy for people who don't know it was the first time the Hawks had won there in 22 years so that was before Vince was drafted and there's been so many good teams to come through Atlanta throughout that period so it's just crazy to think that this is the team that beat them yeah get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected talk to a state farm agent today Hey Hoops fans, want to play in a basketball game with some of today's biggest stars with Charles Barkley or Shaq as your coach? Well, Pringles and Cheez-It are bringing you that chance with the Celebrity Crunch Classic. All you have to do is go make your winning pick for Team Cheez-It or Team Pringles at CelebrityCrunchClassic.com. No purchase necessary. Again, go vote and learn more at CelebrityCrunchClassic.com. Hello and welcome into Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, as always, joined by number 15, Vince Carter. DC in the house. Tried to switch it up a little bit this time. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I heard sure that. It threw me off. I know. I'm like a creature of habit. I always say Mr. Vince Carter, so I had to switch it up. Anyway, we are very excited to announce our guest that we have with us today, actor, singer, songwriter, and many, many more, Mr. Ro Timmy. Hey. How's it going? All. What's going on? Everything's good. Did I miss anything in your accolades? Any anything you want to tell us about? Ah uh, man, nah. You said you did everything. Great starting guard. Hey, I starting was guard. starting guard in Jersey. Where are you? Yes. Columbia High School starting guard. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So what year was that? Oh, we don't got to talk about that, you know. Well, I just was going to put two and two together <laughs> that I'm sure he was maybe a New Jersey net. You were, at it was that 2006. Time? I was I was there. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah. we were watching oh, you yeah. every day. Yeah, okay. it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Was so is this kind of like surreal for you then? To meet it Vince is. and to be with him? It is, because, you know, that Jason Kidd was my favorite player. Right. You know, so, like, growing up Jersey, you know, so you, you add you, and then it was just like, oh, wow, the excitement behind it. And it was just a beautiful time, because that's when I was in high school, so everybody just started dunking. So all my friends are trying to do your dunks right, and everything, right, right. especially the one on Alonzo Morning, you know, so it was just... <laughs> that's right, because that, 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 that was that, that year. That was that year. Yeah, so... It was crazy, man. So this is really dope. Really, really dope. Awesome. Well, we're so glad to have you. You were at a Hawks game recently. Yeah. yeah. And Vince um, made sure to ask you to come on our show. We love to have any celebrity, anyone that's sure. in town that's a Vince like, fan. This is a no-brainer here. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll start off by talking about Power. Yeah, let's do it. Um, your show that's on right now. You're one of the most notorious villains. Yeah. Sorry if anyone isn't caught up, but yeah. you recently died on the show. Is that right? Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Well, I was telling my friend that you were coming on the show and I was trying to explain your role. And then I was going to be like, well, are you caught up yet? Mm. And they said, yes, I know he died. And I was yeah. like, okay, okay. all right, cool. <laughs> um, but just talk to us about the show and what it was like for you to be such an integral uh, person on the show. Well, for me, you know, being part of Power, you know, uh, right before Power, I had done one show called Boss uh, on Stars with Kelsey Grammer. I did that for two seasons. That was my first audition. And so... I wasn't really, my goal wasn't to be an actor. It was always music. But I graduated, I went to Northwestern University. So when I graduated, it was literally just 
find a way to make money to fund your music dream. So I went in, got an audition. Uh, no agency in Chicago wanted to take me because I had no resume because I never acted before. Right, right, right. So I went in blind and I ended up booking my first audition. So I got thrown into the By acting. yourself? Yeah. With no my, agent? No agent. Yeah. So I went in by myself, no agent, ended up booking boss. So I ended up learning how to act from Kelsey Grammer. That's crazy. Crazy, right? So then after that, um, moved to Atlanta and actually live with my brother who's over here right now. Um, and we was just music, music, music. And I got the call to go to LA for power, to audition, but I had to pay the money for myself. So I had to stay in a, a motel in LA on my dime that it's two years now that the show's been over. So I don't have that much money in my account right. from the first show. Right. And it was just a experience that you really, you really got to bet on yourself, man. And so I went in and put myself on tape, had to wait another extra three weeks to find out if I made the, the show. So I'm paying another three weeks worth of motel money. And, um, and it was just a journey. So I, I realized that when you want something so bad and when you're so passionate about it, if you really go for it, man, it's, it's, it, can it can happen, you know? And right. so I got the call that I booked it and called my mom, oddly enough, thinking that, like, mom, I just booked this show called Power. She's like, ah, and I'm, I'm Nigerian. So she's like, ah, Roti Meet, everyone at church is loving that show. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, you know about it. She was like, yeah, everybody's talking about it. So that's when I knew how powerful the show was going to be. And the rest is history. That's awesome. That's crazy. So I'm assuming you're not having to stay in the motel anymore. You got to pay that one uh, off with nice the show. crib 10 minutes yeah. away, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. it sounds like your mom was almost more excited than you were when you got the show because yeah. maybe you didn't know as much about it as she did. Yeah, we didn't know. Like, so I actually called my mom and I called my brother and it was just like, though I'm on the show called Power. He was like, Power what? Like, what's Power? Like, light bill? What did you say? He was like, are you... Is it <laughs> Is it the energy bill? Where'd you get them from? Yeah. Where'd you get some power? I like, <laughs> need some more power. We <laughs> right. didn't know right, right, right. what it was. So it was like a 50 cent show. He was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So we didn't know the magnitude because they had just done season one. Right. And at that point in time, people weren't really watching the show when it was on. They kind of caught up after. So when we were filming season two, it kind of started catching fire. Okay. So I didn't know. We still didn't know the power. Everything was Empire at that time because right. Empire had just done right. their first season. So... Yeah, I didn't I didn't know, but my mom knew because that was the talk of church, you know. So Ghost that? and Tommy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So let me ask you, with that being said, um the pressure of well, I, I guess like you said, it didn't really hit it wasn't as powerful and, and popular, if you would, as it is now. But did did you feel coming in I mean, like you said, you hadn't acted before and you you've done some some had some work done, so now you feel comfortable, but now you're coming into power. Yeah. That's already had a season under its belt. Yeah. You're playing catch up, if yeah. you would. Yeah. How, how did that like how did you handle that? Like like your first your first day acting. My first day acting? On on the job. On the show? Yeah. Uh I remember the first table read and they were introducing me and and obviously no one knew who I was. And I'm competitive, man. You know, I grew up in a Nigerian household where excellence is this. You you don't you don't come second to nobody, that type of mentality. So I knew it was um Amari's show. I knew it was Joe Shakur who plays Tommy's show, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be a part of the team, you know? Like I wanted right. to just, it was already a- And let them know you belong, and, and basically. Like, yeah, let me show you what I do, right, but right. let me play my part. So the first day, Amari was getting on the elevator and I said, bro, I want to learn everything I can from you. And at first, at first, you know, he, his energy was like how a vet would look at a rookie, really. Right, like, right. oh, your dog. 
Uh, yeah, you might be a first rounder, but uh, chill. Yeah, yeah, chill. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> you right. got to earn this, you know, it. that kind of vibe. Yeah. And so it kind of gave me the stiff arm a bit. And I was like, oh, well, I really got to earn my stripes here. Okay, this is good, you know. And, and it's dope because if you think about it, no one on power was actually a star before power. So everyone had earned their rights, you know. Right. So, so they're not letting nobody, they're not letting, nobody, they're not letting nobody, no number one pick come in and shine in exactly. without earning it. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Because Courtney, the creator, she was so excited about me being on the show. At the time, she was just like, we got this amazing kid. He's natural, this and this. Or they're hyping it up to everyone like who they've put in the work already to set power for what it is. And then I just had to come in and do what I do. But now, tough. did your role expand mm -hmm. because of it? Like, did they have you in a limited role? Yeah. And they could see... The, hear the buzz after a couple episodes and like, yeah. you know what, nah, we need to, Yes, this needs to grow. Yeah, so I originally signed a two-year contract. So it was season two and season three. And I was supposed to actually die season three off the show. But after season two, Courtney was just like, whoa, she was blown away. And the writers had, they were enjoying, the, as, a, as an actor, the number one thing you want is the writers to have fun and love writing for you. You know, by what they're seeing, by the playback and everything. So they're like, oh, wow, there's so much potential here that we can make it a whole different arc from what we thought we wanted to do. So when they, when it, when it, uh, when my contract was up, I knew that they were going to renew me at the start of season three. So at that point, I had kind of earned everything from everybody and everything, but it was, it was tough, man. You know, it, it uh, that's what I was the next thing I was going to ask. You know, I, don't, I know you got a list of things, but it's like, you know, you're coming into it with limited experience with guys who weren't stars but had a lot of experience. Like, that's pressure. And, you know, how were you able to kind of just lock in? Like I said, I know you're competitive, so that helps. But at the same time, being competitive and still having a limited having skill a, set. Yeah, a skill set. Yeah, and believing when they see it, like, he's natural. He's been doing this for a while right. and fitting in. Right. Like, that's, that's kudos to you being Thank able you, to kind of get the job done. Thank you, brother. And 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 once I showed oh, like I showed Amari what I could do and everybody, that's when he embraced me. So then he started showing me a lot of tricks, a lot of things as to how to study, how to learn, how to how to watch other actors and look at their eyes and see how to do XYZ. Mm -hmm. So I started taking this those skills and and when you're on a show like Power Man, everybody is so great A acting that you have no choice but, but to step up. What helped me was the competitive nature, which made me work harder. But it was, you can't look crazy because you'll look crazy. Like, you'll look bad, you know? And so I didn't want that for my career. So I had to elevate. I feel like learning a script, I've never done it. But yeah. I feel like it has to be so challenging, especially if that was just your second, you know, big role or your second time acting. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, like, I'm just curious to know the process about how you learn, like, you know, is it by scene? Is it by yeah. episode? Or how does that all go down? So for me, uh, what power specifically we get the script maybe a week before we actually film so you have a, a week seven days five five days enough. To, yeah, it's not it's enough crazy. for me right. crazy right <laughs> crazy so you have five days to kind of live with something and digest it so luckily i have somewhat of a photographic memory with things so it's a little easier but for me once i get the words Delivering the the vibe of it, the the textures of it is is easier. It's, it's simple because you know just, what you're looking for, and yeah. then you being on long enough, long enough, you know, yeah. it's, it becomes second nature mm -hmm. when you created this character. Yeah, you know gotcha. what I mean? So, but I think once you get the lines, I think when, the fun is creating the, you know, the flow of who he is. You know, 
and he said something I wanted to ask also, creating the character. where yeah. Did you have any say in creating it as you moved on? Mm-hmm. How your character was going to actually turn out or become as you got more Yeah, uh, I, I did. I did. Courtney gave me a crossroad at one point. She said, do you want to be, after season three when they were renewing my contract, mm-hmm. she was like, listen, do you want to be Ghost 2.0 mm-hmm. or do you want to be the villain who becomes his anti, you know, his his his, his arch enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's when they were killing Lobos off the show. Right. Um, okay. So they had to fill somebody to take that villain role, you know? And so again, it was like, I don't want to be, Amari has already made Ghost, you know? I, you can't duplicate that. There's no such thing as a Ghost 2.0. This this Amari Harwick Ghost, you know? For me, I wanted to create Dre and make him completely his own thing. So I said, nah, make me the villain. Like, that's memorable, you know, you know, so that was, that was kind of the most control I had. But in terms of character, like the way he walks, the way he talks, the way he facial expressions that they kept as staples. So you kind of, kind of are able to do that, but the script takes care of most of it on its own. But yeah, you, you, you create him by just living him. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't even remember the intro sometimes for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for editing. <laughs> you just got to do it over again. Right. So you were on one of my favorite shows recently, two years ago, I believe, Law & Order SVU. Yeah. What was that like? Because I'm crazy about that show. I know you Me like too. it too. You know yeah, that. Law & Order, that was an experience. You know, with, with them, they they if you don't get your take in two takes, they move on. So you got to bring it. And they edit it so because it's so fast. They shoot so many episodes. They don't spend time. Like We spend like 10 days. We'll shoot, chill, you know, relax, you know, laugh. They're like, boom, 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 boom. So you got to bring your A game to another level. And Ice-T embraced me, you know, because of the whole music and acting thing. So he gave me a lot of jewels on how to just stay relevant and do both, right? But um, that experience was fun, man. And it was so fast. Like, you, it's the epitome of professionalism because you can't, you don't have enough time to build with anybody because as a special guest, you just come and do your job and get out. Yeah, yeah. But you got to do your job so they want to bring you back and somehow whatever. But yeah, it was. I think that was one of the most highly rated um, episodes too of that season. So it was, it was really dope. Were you a fan of the show ever? Of like course. growing up? Because yeah. that show is like epic. It's like, legendary. Where he, he lives. Right. Yeah. 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 That way, yeah. So, you know. But you never know, like... I mean, I've been watching, it's been around since what, I think like 99? 99, yeah. And it's, like 20, they still have new seasons. So yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable. And the fact that they yeah. picked you to be on the show, I think is wonderful. I had my jersey on there once. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they called in and I, I actually got traded like that, that same season, but they asked to be on the show mm. and I couldn't make it. So they, you know, we like, we love to have your jersey in a scene. Wow. And when I, I remember sending it in, but I never saw the scene. And all of a sudden one night watching I look, this kid had on my, my jersey. I was like, bro, wait a minute. That's a scene. Like, it was just crazy. So, that, like, it's a moment, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's I a mean, moment. Like I said, SVU's been on forever. Yeah. And I watch it religiously. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's dope. Same. I was actually watching it before I came over here. We'll transition to your music career a little yeah, bit. One cool, thing cool. that I, when I was researching you and looking on your Instagram and stuff is that you've always made sure that you're an actor and a musician both yeah. together and yeah. it's not one over the other. So mm-hmm. how have you kind of laid that out and made sure that you give them both equal importance? Uh, well, with music, man, you know, you can't force people to like you. As a musician, they got to choose, you know, in anything. You can't force them to like you in anything. So you have to give them excellence Give yourself the best shot to be accepted in that field. So for me, I had to take a second and say, okay, power is 
demanding as heck right now. So during this time, let me take a year to literally just record and make the best possible music I can. Like there's no rush. All you need is one hit to get to that next level. It doesn't matter if you put out five okay records, they expect okay from you because you're an actor singer. So you got to really take your time. So I took a year, man, and literally just disappeared musically and just focused on, on, on the recording process, came back and made a record that went global. And so you have to, for what I realize is good music will penetrate no matter where, who it comes from. You know, and so I had to give myself the best chance by just creating the project and, take your time with and it. taking my time with it and knowing who I was as a person, as an artist, you know, and, and, and really learning myself, man. And so in that process, I had to learn myself, you know, so that's kind of what it was. But once we hit it, we, 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 we ran with it. So you just got to take your time. And you grew up singing, right? Yeah, yeah. You were a wedding singer at age four. I was a Nigerian wedding <laughs> singer all across the tri-state area. At four years old. At four years old. My mom had me in weddings. They would throw the money while I'm singing. I couldn't <laughs> grab none of it. It wasn't for me. If she took it, she'd pocket it. You know what I mean? But it was... um. They be singing, we need this. Yes. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. And I love the, I love the, the, right. the, the limelight of it. So she is... My mom was my first manager. So she had me just singing everywhere and, and just really had me play any instrument, violin, piano, uh, uh, guitar at one point, so I just love just music and just learning about you know how to be a a, a fluid musician. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Vince also is very into music. I was waiting really? for you to say it. Vince is a musician himself. Oh. Has played what eight instruments? Seven. Same Dang. Thing. Yeah, Sorry, I played seven. So I started off in saxophone nice. at a young age, nice. and so I play all the saxophones. And being a part of the band for so long, I taught myself how to play. Other instruments, so I can play trumpet, baritone, tuba, wow, clarinet, wow. the drums. I was a drum major my senior year in high school, so wow. and I wrote music for the band, choreographed uh, band dances at that time, all through high school as a basketball player. Wow! So bro. that's why I have a, a, a great appreciation and ask those questions, and you know that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Being able to like listen to you say, you know, you're taking your time, your time. with music and everything, and I was kind of juggling both oh, basketball yeah. and band, which. I'm, I live in I lived in the South, so it's okay. But like around the world, you have other athletes. Like, bro, you in the band? Like, it's like, <laughs> but music is like therapy. Yeah, it and is. And it's man. something that I, I really enjoyed. So hearing other um, uh, uh, people who who have a passion for it, mm -hmm. but not necessarily their number one mm -hmm. uh, job, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just it's just dope, and still able to have success, success in it. So yeah. I have a, a great appreciation for it. And thank then you, you play man. a bunch of instruments too. So that's yeah, like, thank you. What so, so what would you say your favorite instrument is? Uh, saxophone, uh, because that's where I started. I started on the alto sax, and uh, I, I was like, as a freshman, shoot, at, at sixth grade, really. Mm. And I, I played there, and in the band, my freshman year, I played, and then I was like, uh, I want to try something else. So I played tenor. Wow. And I was like, all right. And then the next thing I know, I played baritone. So I went from the woodwinds to the brass. Wow. And then I taught myself how to play trumpet and all these other instruments just because. And then made drum major my senior year, um, my senior year at, uh, in high school. That's crazy. While all of this stuff, all these colleges coming in, they, they were coming to watch me perform. <laughs> in the band <laughs> Yo. For, for real like you know it's like well let's, let's see what you could do and wow. I was like well come on and that's what it was wow bro isn't that crazy that's yeah. crazy his DNA is like something else like, it, is. it is no it really is and anything he tries he's good at so yeah. it's kind of annoying but <laughs> <laughs> like literally everything ping that's pong dope. golf 
I tried to play the flute when I was in fifth grade. They made us play the flute. That's not try to play. No, I know. It was like a requirement. It wasn't. Okay, well, I played a recorder in elementary school. That's what it was. No, I killed killed that recorder. No, no, I could do a... That's what they started. That's the standard you learned. But then I tried to play the flute and I couldn't read music. I still have no idea how to read music. And so like I would be pretending and then they would come over and like listen and then they could tell I was faking it mm-hmm. so I got pushed I had to like volunteer with like and see my my, my stepdad uh, was the band director so we had to learn our, our music by memory it was oh, no so we ear. weren't a band that had the music on our instrument while we were playing you had to memorize it Wow. so you know I got Ooh. like when you said like photographing you had to kind of obviously practice yeah. and you just learn it and that's just what it was and you know I have a great appreciation for it now yeah man yeah, man. That's sick. Crazy. I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Always. As soon as I heard you say, yeah, I play instruments, I was like, okay, here, here she comes. Here we go. <laughs> so what do you have going on right now? Obviously, Power is wrapping up. Mm-hmm. I know you have some music coming out. So tell mm-hmm. us what you're doing right now. So right now, so Power is finished. It was a dope run. And, and even the way it ended, they gave me like a mini movie, you know, which was really cool to just show everything I could kind of do. Or some of the things I can do, you know, not everything. But it was fun. It was fun. I got a new project out, EP out. I have a new single out featuring Wale. It's called In My Bed. And it's it's doing really well organically, man. So people are really gravitating towards it. It has the Anya um, sample in it. So it's a really familiar and nostalgic type of sound. Uh, Love Rhythm is still doing well. I just did finish filming Coming to America, uh, the second sequel to Mm -hmm. it. Only my favorite movie all the time. (laughs) But whatever. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. I'll be watching. Where are they filming that? Oh, we finished in Atlanta. We did it here. We finished. So it's in, uh, all done. I was gonna say, Vince, yeah. you should go. If I would have known you earlier, bro, I would have brought you on set. That's that's. I admit it. That was that was my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's crazy for me to go from one of the greatest drama TV shows to one of the greatest com- comedy shows, uh, comedy movies of all time. It felt like okay, this I'm I'm doing what I envisioned. You know, I was gonna do so. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about the movie, actually. What was it like for you? Because you said when you did Power, everyone was kind of up and coming at the same time. But yeah. doing Coming to America, you were with some of like the best of the best oh, ever yes. yeah. to be in the acting game. What was that like for you? Well, well f- for me, I mean, Power kind of prepared me for that. Because, again, when you're coming from something that you've done for five years and it's, and it's the staple of TV drama, the pressure of coming to work every day and delivering your lines, there's no more pressure. Because... You know that everything, you, every scene you do is going to be remembered forever kind of thing. So you already start thinking that way. So meeting Eddie and Wesley Snipes is also a part of it this, this time around. Um, Arsenio Hall, it's like I felt like I already belonged. You know, I, obviously I have way more to do. But mentally, I felt like I, I already belonged because of what we've done on this side. So it was, again, it was a st- still the same mentality of being a sponge, just getting in, okay, comedic timing oh wow okay that's different i, I would have never thought of that like or or let me be comfortable and try something else let me try some my own vibe and see who catches and wesley was one of the fastest people wittiest, yeah I, I wittiest bet. people yeah, oh my I, I, I believe that oh my god so like seeing what he does and and and, and just being like wow like you're you're really gifted you start saying this you start having an appreciation for all of it even more so yeah, it's going to be funny, man. And I think the best moment for me was when I, I had a moment to kind of riff and do my own thing. And they had to stop and cut because Eddie couldn't stop laughing. So when he did that, it was just like, oh, wow. Like, Rotim, you're funny. You know, you're a funny guy, you know. So that was kind of 
a cool moment for me. I always love that when you're watching like outtakes or something and you watch the actors like they can't stop laughing at themselves or yeah. like at their cast member. That's always like the best part for me because you know they have to be funny yeah. if the funniest guy is laughing at them. Yeah, and that's one of the movies that we're definitely going to have a blooper reel, you know, so I just pray I made it because it, it, it was funny. It was a, definitely a funny moment. I can't wait. Yeah, it's dope. Let's talk about basketball a little bit. Obviously, you're, you're a basketball fan. You spoke earlier about City played point guard. Yeah, played point guard. But when you came to the Hawks game, what's it like for you to be, you know, at an NBA game and just mm-hmm. being a part of kind of that? Wait, but let's talk about this. First of all, let's think about this. Point guard in New York, yeah. in Jersey, New York. Yeah. That's, it's a little different. It's different. That's, yeah, it's ball. That's, that's so, I mean... You you have to you have to have some some ability to, yeah. to play there. It's not like oh yeah, I played point guard in Colorado. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. No disrespect. Damn. Yeah. Okay. No disrespect. I'm just no. I mean, and it's no, no disrespect. What I'm saying is just yeah, 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 yeah. like what the the what did you think about some of the point guards that have come out of New York? Yeah. You know, there's a laundry list of them. So yeah. when you talk about playing that position, like he's like, oh okay. You know, you and know, I played. Home. You know, he played. He didn't, he's yeah. like, oh no. Yeah. I was yeah. on a team. I played so. Yeah, my bad. I, I just had to let that be known because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I played in Jersey. That... I played uh, AU in Jersey. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw somebody posted. Yeah, that was squad. Yeah. Right. How did they find all you guys to put you all together? I, I played in in uh, some of the big five star camps in. Yeah, in yeah, so yeah, you know five star. Yeah, so I played in five star with those guys. Uh, well, with Tim, we were good friends, and another guy by the name of Charlton Clark, who was from out that way. So we all played pick up and kept in touch and. You know, Team Florida, they really, at the time, some of the best players didn't play. So I was missing out on AAU for, for like a couple summers. And then my junior year, they were like, we got a spot. And the rest was history, and I was playing there. And we played in all That's these terms. Like, we were literally beating people by 50 to 60 points. Ugh. Like, dogging people. God. <laughs> no, I mean, just think, I mean, just, it is, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I jumped higher in high school, too. So, what? Yeah, There's yeah. some like some stuff up on YouTube of Vince in high school. He's you're so yeah. skinny. He's really skinny. Yeah, like especially compared to he's now. <laughs> and, and he's just like he's just everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, that's, it's when, that's what I like. Like you said, just trying to prove myself. And I, I mean, but then like I was a young kid. I didn't care. But like I could touch the top of the backboard in high school. What? Yeah. 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 Imagine if there was like Instagram back then, just right. like document right. this. Like I know. Right. I wish like Ball's life was around then. And yeah, all that. like that high school team. Think about how like you were. Probably one of the most famous players in basketball, especially right now. But imagine how famous you would be. What mm. if Instagram and all that was around? Like you it would have be been, crazy. like you would have been, been like Bronny, yeah. like LeBron's yeah. son. Obviously, it's crazy. Nah, so yeah. I got the chance to meet Earl Manigault um, from yeah. from you know who, who one of the guys who actually took uh, change off the top, took a dollar off, mate, put change yeah. up there on the top yeah, of the backboard. Yeah. I got to meet him. <laughs> right before he passed away mm. and he was doing his goat line and he wanted me to endorse his line at the time. Mm. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so I, I, you know, and they'd heard, obviously my team, the Patterson Catholic, they knew I touched the back, top of the backboard. So I used to be able to grab a, some change off it. I wouldn't grab it and put, put the change up, but I was, you put something, I'd grab it off. Like it was crazy back then. Good at everything. So I believe my original question was yeah. asking you about the Hawks game and just yeah, how yeah, often yeah. you go to basketball games and what it's like for you. Cause it's obviously very different from what you do. Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I respect athletes because my mindset is the same, whereas you just do the work, you, you 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 show up, do your job, you know, and it's contractually. So it's like if you do well, most likely you get an extension and, a, and more money. So you, you view it the same way with the practice and everything. So 
um, I padded in my life after that. So, and a lot of my friends are athletes and, and ball players and NFL players. So, but going to a professional game, you just admire it. You know, you admire the the skill, everything, and and the energy, man. You know, to to watch, to be a part of twenty thousand people supporting something is is always like right. a vibe. You know, so. It's cool when you're able to enjoy it with your people. You know, I took my girl with me and, and just having fun, you know, and explaining the game to her. So it's, it's just having fun, you know. So I think it's it's always dope. I try to get to as many as I can, but it's, you know. You're a busy man right now. Like, yeah, trying, you know, trying Nothing to take wrong over with that. the world. Trying to take over the world. But have you ever thought about that? A, a sporting event, there's 20,000 people that come to one venue right. to watch a game or at NFL is yeah. 60,000 yeah. or college is 110 sometimes yeah. to watch the same thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, like at 7.30, there's an event Yes, that 20,000 people are going to be at. Yes. Or 60 or 100. Like, yes. It's, it's crazy when you That's think about it. Which, and in some arenas, they're all voting, they're all rooting for the same team. How about that? That's true. Mm-hmm. Not crazy. everywhere, but yeah. it must have Toronto. Been crazy. Exactly. It must have been crazy playing up there, bro. Yes. It's a whole country. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's... Yeah. And, and once Vancouver left... We started gaining. I mean, we. I mean, some of the so Vancouver. You know, so they started either going to Seattle, becoming Seattle fans. But the true Canadians were like, I'm still rooting for the Canadian team. So we would play West Coast, and they're coming down from from Vancouver to watch wow. us play in Seattle. That's how long I've been around Seattle SuperSonics. <laughs> so old, <laughs> but or, or Portland or anyone yeah. for that yeah. matter. Yeah. And um, sometimes when we play Minnesota, mm-hmm. Canadian fans come over and Detroit because it's right there. right there. So and especially at that time with T Mac and I, it was like. <laughs> It was like a rock star lifestyle, like for us, and we were like young. It was like, man, like we got fans here, like, which yeah. you know, we you just think when you go on the road, like you going to play the Pistons. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. that time, they they Pistons fans. No, we had people coming to see us wow. do our do our thing. So it was it was cool like, just to to be a part of that, and it's been cool now, like being at this last year and still go to arenas and kind of see. Some some old jerseys up there, like when people cheering for it, like this. It's, it's like old times. Dope, we see a lot man. of Raptors jerseys, a lot of yep. fifteen Raptors sure. jerseys that's on the like road everywhere. Iconic, yeah, yeah that's, that's where it happened. Like you, yeah. it, people, you know, always say like uh, it's it's weird. Sometimes they say see me in, in a, a different jersey, but they say when they you talk about me, they mention Toronto first. So of course, it's dope. Of course. So you were growing up, you know, kind of during the time Vince was was there was coming up. So do you have a favorite Vince Carter memory? I think the the Zodunk. I about to say he mentioned it earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zodunk was like at first you watch it and you're like, nah, nah, then you Not watch the him. replay. Yeah, <laughs> right, like right. it's like, oh, this will this really will happen in the air. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but. I mean, it's not fair because there's so many different, <laughs> especially during that time. During that time, yeah. like that time, you you were going crazy, man. And playing with J Kid, just like if you just run the floor, yes, and he gonna he gonna throw it up there. Like my first day, you've heard this story before, but my first day on the job, basically getting traded over to um, to Jersey, he tried to throw me a lob, and the ball went like above the square to the shot clock basically and he said I threw he see he said I just want to see if you're going to get it <laughs> I tried like you know so he's like okay I just want to see what we what we got here what we working wow. with and then from then on like he just anywhere he just he look at you or just give you a look and just throw it and I, I already knew and it if you watch those film those old films you'll see running one wing and just, RJ running we're oh trying to God. outrun each other so we can get the lob yeah, like yeah. cause you knew JK was gonna throw it was throw like it I'm ahead of him throw it to me yeah, or yeah, sometimes yeah. he'll throw it up he's like who gonna, who gonna get it first yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was like one of those things that which That's made fine. it fun man That's like fine. and hard to guard cause like you can't say oh when he runs on the right wing he gonna throw it to yeah. nah bro he gonna throw it to anybody who open it's crazy 
and tell him about what happened after you dunked on Alonzo. He didn't. He was mad, right? He didn't talk yeah, to you. Yeah, we didn't for, have a conversation for a while. That's wow. All. They didn't talk for a while. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I mean, it was you know. How many years? I don't know. Like I saw, I, I saw <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I think it was right, right, right. or something. But no, right. but I I saw he responded to that and said that didn't happen. So I mean, it, and it's cool. Like oh, I said, it was oh. you know, Sorry. it is what it is. But that's <laughs> that's crazy. What would you say? What would you say is your favorite moment? It's hard to pick one. Um, but the most talked about is that dunk. Mm-hmm. Olympics. Olympic dunk. Right. And actually, believe it or not, the reverse dunk against the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Yes. Going under the basket. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. Two of the three dunks I did out of fear and protection, which turned out to be iconic. Wow. The Indiana dunk, I did the reverse because I thought one of the uh, I thought Dale Davis was gonna take yeah, me yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, let me dunk on the other side. side. I just let me. It was going to be a reverse, but I'm like, oh shoot, you know, look who's there, <laughs> right. and, and and that's kind of how it was. Yeah, yeah. It was more out of fear, and after the game, he's like, bro, I like you. That's why I, ain't, you know, yeah, 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 yeah take you out, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. my man. <laughs> yeah. And then with Zoe, it's like RJ and I. We we in the first quarter, we dunked on him, and at halftime, we were like, I was like, you know, this is Zoe. Mm-hmm. He's a shot blocker. Yeah. You know, he's prideful. He's not going to just let you dunk on him. Yeah. you have to hit him Body and take him. that hit. Yeah. Before you're able to dunk on them, and it actually happened just like we talked about. So wow. it's crazy. So it's more that was more protection. Like he's gonna hit me. Let me just take the bump. But when he hit me, he knocked me higher. Mm. So I'm higher. So that's why I was just like, boom, the rim it's is right, right there. there. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't miss this. Right, right, right. And then the Olympic dunk was just that's just more freaky. instinctive, and it was just like I, I was actually when I got the steal. I was trying to get to the rim. Because when you're playing on an Olympic team, an mm-hmm. all-star game, mm-hmm. you don't get many touches. The ball moving all up. You have yeah. a lot, bunch of stars. Yeah, so yeah. same. this is the same. So I was like, oh, I got to steal. Everybody's running that way. Let me go ahead and attack the rim. Two dribbles, and I just jump. That's crazy. That was just a, just go. One, two, jump. And I didn't see him. I didn't know I jumped, jumped over him. I don't know if you ever heard it, but I never. You, you didn't I never, see? I, in that game, I did not know I jumped him until afterwards. So it was just adrenaline? Like it was, he just didn't see? The moon and stars were lined up right. <laughs> Seriously, like it was just, I was like, like I said, just trying to one, two, and just jump. I saw him there. Yeah. And I remember the initial contact of my left hand hitting like maybe him. Yeah. yeah. After that, I'm focused on the rim because I thought rim. I jumped too far. So I didn't think I was going to make it. So I thought he either moved out of the way or tried to take a charge and fell. Like yeah. he's, I remember seeing him standing there. Yeah. And I jumped. So I'm thinking like, man, let me get out of the way. Come to find out he was still there. Still there. Yeah. And he was no longer. It that. happens. So let me ask you: Did yeah. you did you see Vince that he tweeted at you that you should be in the dunk contest that, this man. year? I don't know if that's really him. No, Vince, uh, yeah. you ended that's his him. career personally. <laughs> that's him. And he tweeted this year, however many years later, he tweeted the NBA. Hey, NBA, put uh, Vince Carter put, in the dunk contest so we can reenact oh, basically that's that play. Epic, though, that he that it kind of came full circle. I mean, I, I know so, you don't want to be in it. Well, but I want to say I want to talk about that because you know he struggled with that dunk as far as he was outcasted in his in, in France. <laughs> Poor guy. Seriously, he, and he had to play in Spain. He was drafted by the Knicks. Wow. But never came over. Wow. So he never got an opportunity to play in the NBA. He struggled with that personally in his personal life. He tried, you know, he had some issues where he tried to, uh, you know, to hurt himself twice. Yeah. Over over, over that play. Over It's called the dunk of death. Wow. And so when we played the Heat in preseason, Everybody talked about it. Everybody talked about it, but he never, he wasn't on that team because he was kind of pushed, pushed out, out because of that. 
Jeez. It's like you're seven too. You you shouldn't. This, I I don't know. It was just weird. Like and I didn't know it until somebody told me later on. Later He's on. like, yeah. Do you talk to this guy? I was like, I mean, no. He, right, you know. Yeah. But and and they told me the story. Uh, he ended up working in the bodega, and I think he's oh, now oh yeah seven foot two working in the bodega. bodega. Like it was like that, and then I think now he's um broadca- a broadcaster, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wow. So wow. he's gone. He's he's uh. It's it became iconic. So to kind of see him tweet about that to say hey let's relive that that means he's, he's healed healed you know what i'm saying yeah. so like i was like and for me it's kind of like do you really want to do that again like nah, I, nah, do, nah. even though like people are like oh that's dope but i'm like nah. after all you've been through in your life i don't know man nah. like i would never uh, I, I would i wouldn't let him do it i wouldn't that. and he's done it so there's a guy by the name of dj stephens in a dunk contest he he had him, my jersey on. DJ yeah. jumped over him, boom, yeah. in a dunk contest like yeah. that. And I saw it. I was like, oh, I guess he's cool with he's it now. Cool with, nah. But you know, I just I, me personally, I feel you, bro. That's, I wouldn't want to do that. Psychological for him. damage yeah. and suicide. That's right. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's the yeah. That's too my much. Fault. Which I, I don't think a lot of people know. That's right. what I'm saying. It's not. I mean, I just don't think a lot of people know it was brought to my attention. And you know, it's kind of like every year was September 25th. I'm not. I can't remember it. But every year around Olympic time, that time, that date, he has to see that. <laughs> yes. You know, this will be the 20 year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. We love you, Freddie. That almost happened. Yeah, uh, hanging Kevin out. Love, too, the other day. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Kevin Love almost had that happen. It was soon. John yes. Morant. Yes. Yeah. That kid's a freak. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's a freak. Yeah. He's tough. He could fly. Hey, Hoops fans. Want to play in a basketball game with some of today's biggest stars with Charles Barkley or Shaq as your coach? Well, Pringles and Cheez-It are bringing you that chance with the Celebrity Crunch Classic. All you have to do is go make your winning pick for Team Cheez-It or Team Pringles at CelebrityCrunchClassic.com. You'll be entered into the Make Winning Snack Pick sweepstakes, which gives you a chance to win not only a trip to the game in Atlanta with the guest, but also to play in this game of Unreal Basketball shoulder-to-shoulder with today's celebrities. And guess what? I will be there too. I won't be playing basketball because I don't want to embarrass myself, but I will be there. I'll be reporting on the game. I'll be hanging out with fans, eating a lot of Pringles. Uh, Vince, if you had to choose right now, Team Cheez-It or Team Pringles, and why? I'm not going to switch it up today. Like you never do. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Team Cheez-It. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. Is it because I just smashed half a box of Yeah, I watched you just destroy half a box, so I have to root for them because something must be going right over there. They were really good. It was the one with the popcorn and stuff, and it was delicious. Team Shaq or Team Barkley? And why? I'm still going to stick with the neighbor, Team Shaq. I know Shaq very well, and I know he's going to take this thing serious. And I think people will enjoy that. And I'll go with Charles just to switch it up, and I know they'll both be up to their antics. He's actually probably be very funny. Yeah. Because he's going to talk about Shaq at the time, probably. And I think they'll both be mic'd up, and we'll be able to hear all their smack talking and all that, so it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Pringles versus Cheez-It. Pick a side, stock up, and go for the win. No purchase necessary. Again, go vote and learn more at CelebrityCrunchClassic.com. Of course, All-Star Weekend is upon us, and I woke up the morning that I was leaving with a cold, the worst timing ever, but it just so happens we have this read for Zycam, and the first thing that I did when I woke up was use Zycam because I trust it to knock out a cold at the first sign of any cold. Other cold medicines may only mask symptoms, but Zycam is homeopathic and clinically proven to shorten colds when taken at the first sign. Find Zycam cold remedy products from rapid melts to elderberry medicated fruit drops at all major retailers, including Walmart. 
Zycam cold remedy products are safe and effective. Visit Zycam.com slash winging it to receive $2 off your next Zycam purchase. Welcome to the league. So you already touched on this, but we have a segment on our show called Welcome to the League where our guest explains the moment when they realized they made it. Okay. Um, you know, we like to hear, say, with athletes, what the first time they got blocked or dunked on and also their first bucket or something like that. So what's equivalent for you in, in your industry? Like when you felt like you've made it and yeah. then times where you felt like, man, this is real. Like I, you, t- you touched on like some of it, but like yeah. did you have a moment where am I cut for this? Am I built for this? And am then you I have that one. This? Yeah. And then you have times where Man, I made it. Like I, can, I can't imagine. First of all, like you said, coming to America, one. Yeah. Two, when you walk in and you're you're reading with Kelsey Grammer. Oh, for, for, for one, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're reading for for a show like this. Then you're reading with across from Eddie Murphy. Yes. I I have I have one moment where I knew I made it. Um, it was really really early in my career. Well, it could be music too. It has to be music. It could be both. I'm either one. Yeah. I, I think. Let's say I think both. Yeah. Let's get both. Yeah. Let's get both. Um. And it actually happened at the the same time. So I was in a club in 2012 with some of my boys who played for the Clippers at the time. And it's dark. We're just dancing, whatever, cool. Everybody's kicking it. Somebody taps my shoulder and it's like, hey, man, I'm a fan. So he taps my shoulder. So I see this guy with the beard and he's looking kind of like dirty. So I'm like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, you know what I mean? So he kept tapping me. So I turn around. And I saw it was Jamie Foxx. Right, right, right. And it was Jamie Foxx doing... He looked dirty dirty as hell. But he was doing Django. So he had the whole Okay, got you, got you, got you. You know what I mean? The glasses on. And I think he had just come off set or something because he he was still wearing some 1865 type of of attire. (laughs) Got you, got you, got you. So I was like, yo, what's going on? He was like, man, I just want to tell you, man, like your talent is so amazing. And this is 2012, and I think I had one song out at the time that some song at that time had mm-hmm. come out. I don't know how he heard it because it was it didn't do that well. But he was like musically, and I love Boss. He's like that's my favorite show. When we're filming Django, me and me and Leonardo just watched the show and and and, and all of Kelsey and what you guys are doing. So I was just like, you know me, you know, <laughs> and, this, and this is this is my favorite entertainer, you know, because he represents everything that I want to do and be at that time so he's like yeah man come to my house tomorrow man bring you and your, your peoples over and we'll just have dinner with my family he was like i want to i want to sh- i want to usher you into the game and that was a moment for me you know because that was the first celebrity that i actually ever met which would happen to be jamie fox you know like that i was a, like a fan of right so right it was it was pretty cool man that's like my dr j moment on yeah well, that's that's yeah, pretty cool like same 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 almost same something like that yeah, yeah. so that's dope that's really cool. That's a good one, especially because he's someone that you looked up exactly. to. Exactly. It was it, for it to be the the first celebrity that I'm a fan of, and I meet him, you know, and he knows what I he said what's up to me before I said what's up to him. That was kind of surreal. Like, okay, this is gonna be a knows nice, your music and knows your yeah, your your, your teamwork. Yeah, yeah, has to be like a faith moment for you or something. You're yes. like, whoa, okay, yeah. hello. And that and that year, he ended up speaking at my birthday in L.A. He came. Uh, we went to a club and he, he stopped the music and told everybody, "This is the future." Blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, what is going on, man? Like he talking about me, yo. Right. Yeah. yeah literally. <laughs> so y'all know. Literally. That's me. Literally. You know, that was a moment for me. Wow. Yeah. 
I want to remind fans that we had merch that just launched. We gave you one of our shirts, our black long sleeves. So if you want to look cool like Rotimi, make sure you go to the ringer.com slash shop, buy your swag. You can also look like Vince Carter. You got the white one on. And I have the black one on. I don't think you'd want to look like me, but if you do, go buy it. Shoot us a tweet, an Instagram, whatever it is of you wearing it. And I think that's it. Yeah, man. Dope. Thank you, man. Appreciate this. Appreciate you this is great, me. This man. Is fun. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate sure. your time. I know it's limited, so thank you so much. Much respect. Vince man. will be the first one in theaters for coming to America. <laughs> hey, Duh. hey. Yeah. You gotta come to the uh, to the premiere with me, man. Done. We'll make that happen. Done. Yeah, hey. that'd be dope. Y'all heard it first. Five I'll be stars. there. I'll be there give to cover it for social media. Yeah, give us five <laughs> stars, man. Thank give you. us five stars for this. It's yes. Just, this Do you think it. we should get five stars five for stars. this episode? Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. scroll down right now. Hit the five stars. Leave us a review. Tell us what you liked about the episode, and we will talk to you next time. Yeah.